Welcome to Old Nerd, Young Nerd. This is Derek. I'm Todd. And today we're talking about a documentary that you introduced me to called Nintendo Quest. Yes. It's on um, a Roku station called Tubi. And I'm sure you can pick it up elsewhere, but... Um, free free videos and uh, TV shows. It's worth it for free. Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, what the documentary entails is... Fire away. It's uh, it's a guy going on a month-long quest to collect all 678 officially licensed North American released Nintendo Entertainment System games. Right. NTSC that didn't involve um, special editions or anything like that, like the World Championship, which is what um, the movie... Uh, God, I think... Hold on. Let me think about it. Wizard uh, by Kevin Savage it basically was like a uh, national championship of all Nintendo games. Yeah. Um, and there was a world championship cart uh, that went around to the different, I think there was like uh, several different um, states where they would have like regionals and then there was the, um, the national championship. But it did not include that, it did not include, there was also, a, uh, I believe, a college campus uh, version uh, where they would go around the college campuses. That was that was kind of ironic. We were talking about that before we started the show. Um, there's only one cart known to exist for the college campus uh, event, and that was sold for uh, in a lot from an ex Nintendo um, employee for like forty bucks. Yeah, probably could have gotten like forty grand. <laughs> yeah, um, but. This is th this um, documentary deals with all of like the the six hundred seventy eight officially licensed games. Well, then there there was like a handicap because he had X amount of money to deal with. Right. And this guy is uh, his name is Jay Bartlett. Mm -hmm. He actually managed a, or maybe still manages a video game studio or shop in Canada. Right. This is from, the the the, um, the documentary is from twenty fifteen. So. As we're recording this, this is like four years ago, right? When it, when it re now, was released, so he already had like two or three hundred some Nintendo mm -hmm. games when it started, but he like he didn't count those towards that. He started from scratch, started from zero, right? And started with local video game stores in his area, and then just went into the U.S. to uh, mm -hmm. other video game stores and yeah, like the the, the prohibition was he was not allowed to just go on eBay and just buy everything. Right. You had to be live and in person. Right. My my um thinking is that his budget was like forty grand um American, which is I, I don't know, fifty or something plus Canadian. Um and he is Canadian. But I here's here's the thing about me. Um I love this this um documentary so much because it we were talking about this before uh, we start recording. It hits me on two levels: as a collector and as a gamer. And specifically, you're a Nintendo guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, uber Nintendo guy. Right. More, um, more than anything else, you're Nintendo. Right. Right. Um, Plus, you grew up with the NES. Yeah, and and uh, so did um, Jay, who is the star of the documentary. Mm. And his buddy Rob, who was the producer, and really, you know, decide let let let's do this. But what are your thoughts in general about 
about the documentary without giving anything away because I really want everyone who listens to us to go to, and see go it. Watch it, yeah. yeah like I'm not going to give anything majorly away. As, as far as like, <clears throat> yeah, I thought it was a good idea. A little because mm-hmm. like, Here, here's my question: it's, it's, it's a little... journey, right? So you pick something that sounds almost impossible to do. Mm-hmm. Six hundred and seventy-eight Nintendo games Especially, in thirty days, like, considering the price and the rarity of some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's almost an impossible thing to do, but it's not necessarily about completing. Right, it's about doing. Right, as and I the, said, it's the, about the journey uh, more than like the, uh, the the goal. And ultimately, I think the documentary kind of shows that because uh, mm-hmm. it really highlights the gaming community. And I'm not going to say how, right? But there's a lot of yeah, like uh, we're we're, we're going to be stepping around it because I really don't want to ruin this for anyone. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, it's only an hour and a half. It's totally worth the watch. Oh, it's 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 especially if you're a gamer, especially if you're a collector. Even more if you're both. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one of the things that really attracted me to it was that Jay, who's the who is who we're following throughout the whole documentary, is really um, into Nintendo, like I am. Is really into you know just really getting it because it means a lot to him. Because here's the thing with anyone when they're doing when they're collecting anything, whether it's sports memorabilia, video games, action figures, whatever, it really harkens back to your childhood and those good times that you felt back in the day. Well, it it has to be something to put the time and the money and everything into it. It has to be something that you love, right? Otherwise, Mm -hmm. it's not. You wouldn't do it, right? It's not worth it, really, if you don't love it. And it, you know what I what I really liked about, um, and we'll we'll go into like the hardest to find uh, games um, in a little bit. But what I really liked about the whole thing was it it was about a community, mm-hmm. whether they're in Canada, whether they're in America, like it, it, it like broke boundaries to me. You know, because everyone's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like going after that hunt for this one. Now, he's going after 678 games. Now, maybe 600 of them were fairly easy to find overall. Like between, you know, like game old gamer shops. Right. um, Exactly. Um, That's like that's like the, you know, they're. You might find them for eight bucks. You might find them for ten bucks, and there's like a or a dollar, and there's a million copies. Right. Um. I, I like I can't I can't emphasize enough how much I love this thing. I've already we were watching it again before we we started this um, episode just to refresh our memories. But that this will be my like third time watching that. Wow. Um. Because I really like that. Because I kind of, um, I'm kind of not as as hardcore in terms of getting every 678 games. But if I see a game that I don't have that I've never played before, um, Mash, Mash is a perfect example for the Atari 2600. 
um, I'll just pick it up because you never see those kind of things mm -hmm. in general. You know what I mean? Um, I I have the what is it? Assessment Street game. Uh, Fisher For Price. Fisher Price. A uh, Fisher Price game, which I've never played. Right. Literally just bought it, just because, just to have it. Just to have it. Um, well, eight and just three through eight. I mean, yeah. Well, I am. I am like. I am like an eight-year-old. Um. But, you know, I, I like you, you empathize if you're a collector or you're a gamer with this quest throughout the whole thing, and it's kind of, it's kind of heart wrenching in moments. It is not just so. for not just for the quest, but for other issues that that come up in his life. It's a lot more emotional than you would think something like this. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. And a lot of a lot of the guys that I talked to, they were like. Wow, I didn't think this was really going to hit me as hard as it did. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it does. With, with, with this documentary, either you get it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Because I watched it with my fiance, and she kind of thought it was boring. Mm-hmm. But she, like, she's not a gamer. She's not a collector of anything. Right. So it doesn't really, it wouldn't speak to her as much as it would to me. Even though I've never been, like, the biggest Nintendo guy. Right, because my one and only Nintendo system I ever owned was the N sixty four. Actually, I did have a Wii, but it broke. Yeah. So, would you throw it against the wall or something? No, it just there a disc just stopped randomly working. broke. It stop stopped working. Really? Yeah, I was playing a baseball game. Yeah. It stopped working. Was it because you were so horrible at the baseball game? No, I was good at it. Actually. Oh, okay, all right. But that's another story for another day. But I mean, beyond like classic Nintendo, I've. Have very limited experience with, but even that, even at just as a gamer, a lover of video games in general, like you know, that's something. It's kind of the ideals to own a system. I was surprised that you liked this as much as you did. Um, I I love this documentary. Mm -hmm. Um, I was surprised that you were really um hit with it. Well, I mean, it, it is considering your era of gaming, right? Mind. Yeah, but still, it's kind of like gaming is just universal. Mm -hmm. And I think it really speaks to that. Like, you don't have to be a Nintendo fan, right? Like original Nintendo fan, right? To appreciate no, what. He's no, no, you're entirely correct. I, I I agree with you completely. I mean, like, what gamer isn't still a kid a little bit, mm -hmm. regardless of their age? And what kid doesn't want to own a system in every single game for it? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like that in in and of itself is cool, right? Um, we're not going to go over all 678 games, but let's like, uh, count down like the last 10, the top 10, um, not just necessarily in terms of the quest, but also in general, what those top 10 games were, um, in terms of rarity and exclusivity and, um, just trying, just trying to get it. And we're going to go with number one. We're going to like talk about number one um, and about what that's running for on the internet today. But let's start with number 10, Bubble Bobble 2. Basically, have you ever played Bubble Bobble? No. Bubble Bobble was basically a puzzle game. Kind of not, not like Tetris or anything else, but it was, it was sort of like in the same uh, genre where you were just popping bubbles and everything else. It wasn't really like, complicated game wasn't like an adventure game or anything like that but that is one of the harder games to find in the in the top 10 of the 678 bubble bubble too not bubble bubble 
No. Bubble Bobble, you could probably go to any, like, garage sale and probably pick that up. Because everyone, like, played Bubble Bobble at some point. Um, gotcha. Number nine. And a lot of these... Um, yeah. Chippendales Rescue Rangers 2. Now, I, as a kid, I watched the cartoon Chippendale Rescue Rangers. As did I. But I never had... Uh, well, I've obviously never had a Nintendo, so I never played the games. Right. I didn't even know there were games. That, I, I never played Chippendale's Rescue Rangers either. I'm assuming it's an adventure game. Don't Probably. know for sure. Um, number eight was Dragon Fighter. Just by the name, it sounds cool. Yeah, sounds cool to me too. I never played it. Um, in this whole list, there's maybe one or two that I played the original or a facsimile of, and we'll get to that uh, a little later. Um... But Dragon Fighter, never played. Don't. I think it's an action game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, number seven is Zombie Nation. Well before the whole Walking Dead and everything else. Actually, it's like 20 years later almost. Yeah. Um, in, in a time frame. Uh, after that, we're looking. Yeah. I was going to say, you're, you're probably. No, yeah, 20. I forgot the Walking Dead's been out for like 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're like on. We're going to be going into season ten, right? Uh, Nine or ten. I haven't been watching for the last couple of years. Oh wow! All right. I just think the show story for progressively got worse. Story for another. <laughs> story for another that's time. A, yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Um, the next one was Snow Brothers. Never heard of. Um, but the next one after that was Little Samson, which was one, which was in Jay's top three. Yes, and like that. That game is a big deal throughout the course of the documentary. Well, Samson's mentioned right. only like a hundred times. Right. Um, and it was, it, like I said, it was in the top three. Never, Obviously, I've never played it. I don't remember it. We, just, we looked it up real quick. Or we saw a cover of it. Mm -hmm. and the, it looked kind of like an adventure game. Yeah. Yeah. I, not for sure. I don't know for sure. Um, after that, uh, in terms of rarity, Mighty Final Fight. Sounds Which, like a prelude to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a fighting game to me. Don't know for sure. Um, ironically, the the third um, game was Flintstones Surprise at Dinosaur Park. Now, that was in his top 20, but it wasn't in his top three. Are you sure that was in the top 20? I didn't. I saw the Jetsons on the top 20. But not no, Flintstones, was, in terms of the internet. Uh, Not in term of Jay's uh, list. No, I got gotcha. you. Um, that was that was number third. That was number three in terms of rarity. The second, uh, which was also in Jay's top twenty, was Panic Restaurant. I'm kind of thinking that's like um, the bartender game. Uh, God, what's it called? I can't think of it. There was an Atari game, and there was also another Nintendo game. Uh, it was basically that like you had to like just collect glasses and everything. I don't know if that's what the, what the case is, um, but the uh, number one rarest game is. Uh, hold on one second. All right, wait a second. Before we get to the number one uh, game, let's 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 talk. What a tease you are. Yes. <laughs> let's talk about um, Jay's top three. It was uh, Little Samson. The number one game. Right. 
and then Bonk's Adventure. Mm -hmm. Bonk's Adventure um, actually was uh, released on TurboGrafx-16, which was, if you've watched our, or I should say, listened to our video game anthology from like two years ago, it was um, a good endeavor, but it really never took off. It was up there with the Neo Geo yeah, in terms yeah. of, but they did have Bonk's Adventure. It was a lot more. Now I've never seen. It was a cross-platform game. Um, no, I think it was uh, Nintendo because a lot of these um, end games, you know, like the last five or ten, were towards the end of the NES's run. Oh. I think they. <clears throat> went to uh, TurboGrafx-16, and I believe that was uh, packaged with the system, Box gotcha. Adventure. Gotcha. But this was a Nintendo game uh, in uh, Jay's Top 3 that um, never really took off, but was also really difficult to find. Mm -hmm. um, but let's go to the number one game. The number one... Nintendo game. The universal number one. Universal number one, right. Whether it's Nintendo Quest or the internet or anything else, <coughs> is, and I'll leave it up to you. Uh, stadium events. Stadium events, which was what type of game? Well, it looked like some kind of sports game. It was a, uh, it was basically the type of an Olympic game where you would play different type of sports. It uh, yeah, like interacted track, track and field stuff. It was exactly track and field. And you needed the uh, power pad. Right? right, correct. Now, what happened was it was released briefly, I think it was by Taito? Bandai. Bandai? Okay. Bandai. Um, and then Nintendo said, look, we want to take this uh, for um, release under our uh, banner. Yeah. For, the, for, for lack of a better word. Uh, to release it with the power pad, and they they renamed that world class track meet, mm -hmm. which I do have. Um, ironically, I do not have the power pad, but to play it, but I do have world class track meet. But stadium events, um, and and you, they they go into this in the um, documentary. I think there was like six to ten complete uh, boxed. Yes, yeah, six to. Six to ten known boxes in the whole world. In the whole world, right? So um, I don't this think is many more carts either. Like it's kind of a rare find to find a stadium event. Period. Like, right. Or, like boxed or unboxed. Too. Right. And we looked this up. And this is 2019. We looked it up on eBay because they they did the same thing in the um, the documentary, but on the um, for the NTSC version. Just a cart. Just the card was how much? Was it like fourteen grand? Twenty-one grand. Twenty-one grand. And then a box, cart in the box was sixty-six thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's if like you have all the things you could buy for sixty-six thousand dollars. Yeah, you, that's a that's a huge down payment oh, on a house. A, that's a new car. That's several new cars, depending mm -hmm. on what kind of car you're getting. Uh, but that's complete in box CIB. Uh, but again, it's kind of like the Holy Grail, and it's kind of funny because you like type Holy Grail, 
NES, you're going to come up with stadium events. And nothing else. And nothing else. Because that's... Right. It's not... Like I said, there there were other carts that came out that were kind of event-specific. Like the um, the World Championships or the college thing or something like that. But this was um, NTSC released to the public. Now, did... um did you ever play the game, or did you just have it? Not oh, no, no, no. No, I mean, I played World Class, World Class Track Meet back in the day. Yeah. When it came out. Because and it be, when they when they packaged it, because, you know, like, as game systems do now, they'll package everything, like, with um, a game or something like that. Uh, with World Class Track Meet, when, it, when you were buying a power pad, it came with it. So I did play it. So it was kind of like uh, you know you had to like run fast or jump or anything else. It was yeah. it was basically like an Olympic style event. So I did play it. I never played stadium events, air quotes. Right. So but I did play like, stadium I events. Guess that would be kind of like the uh, precursor to like the Wii Sports. Yeah. And uh, or like Xbox Connect. Kind of yeah, I mean Dance Dance Revolution, everything yeah, Dance else Revolution, where you're yeah. where you're dealing with that and. That, that that whole thing, but um, I uh, I like highly highly recommend this documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else to say on this? I, honestly, I was kind of surprised at how touching it was. It really was. I mean, like it touched a lot of people. It wasn't just you. It wasn't it's, just me. Like a lot of people said, like it really hit a nerve. There's a very human like, element to this that you might not expect from a video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, if you're not into video games, if you're not into collecting, it's not going to be for you. But, like, pretty much if you're listening to us, it's for you. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> then go watch that documentary, because it should be right up your alley. If it's not, why are you listening to this podcast? Yeah, well, let's not drive away listeners, but, um, I, like, I definitely, definitely recommend this. Um and we'll provide links when we actually do post this, uh, so you can like follow it and everything else, as well as um, you know the uh, filmmakers and everything else. But it was a great, great uh, documentary. I, I was I, I was really surprised by this. And it was kind of like one of the Saturday things where I'm like just running around. I'm like, oh, let's see what I can find on the internet, basically, or on this case, you know, Roku. Tubi, and that's what I found because I watch Con TV a lot. And if nothing else, like definitely get on Tubi because they've got some pretty great stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, and we're not getting any money for any of this stuff. I'm saying. I mean, I I saw some old '90s cartoons that I haven't seen in forever. Uh, Monster Rancher, where the world's car in San Diego. Yeah, I think that's actually coming out as a movie. Um, in a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah, go back to the eighties. Well, with everyone that uh, actually has money to go see movies anymore, you know, like, yeah. the, like the thirty and forty somethings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can go out, watch it, uh, love it, and uh, let us know what you think, because uh, I'd really like to get your uh, feedback on this. Yeah, if, if the end doesn't tear you up a little bit, then you're probably not human. Yeah, it teared me up, and I'm like, I'm not a human in, in the least, you know. No. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, this is Old Nerd, Young Nerd. I'm Todd. I'm Derek. And uh, let's give our little feed. Old Normal's New Boring. Normal is the New Boring. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Google Play, and Buzzsprout. Yes, With excellent. More to come, hopefully. Yeah, we're working on uh, some other ventures too. And uh, also start listening because we're going to start doing some giveaways um, going forward. Yeah. All right. Who doesn't like free merch? Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk Thanks. to you later.